RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Susan Lavender. The top stories. The government warns that combating dengue fever in Chengchao will be more difficult than the containment effort in Wang Taixin. Transport Chief Frank Chan says the MTR will consider cutting fares if passenger numbers on the new express rail line fall short of expectations. And Donald Trump pulls the plug on a high-level North Korean visit after explaining that China's not helping. Health authorities are warning that containing the dengue fever outbreak in Chengchao will be more difficult than halting the spread of the disease in Wang Taixin. So far, the majority of the 24 cases have been linked to Lion Rock Park in Wang Taixin. Just seven cases involve people in Chengchao, but the controller of the Centre for Health Protection, Wang Kahing, said the size of the island and the density of its vegetation means eradicating mosquitoes there is more difficult. He's expecting more cases to emerge but says it's still too early to think about vaccinating people. There is a, a type of vaccine that is licensed uh, globally, but not in Hong Kong. The recommendation by the uh, World Health Organization is that a locality has to have a high prevalence of the uh, dengue uh, fever uh, situation or the infection uh, in, say, over 70% of the population, then uh, WHO would recommend the uh, introduction of the vaccine in that particular place. So Hong Kong is far from uh, this uh, situation. Meanwhile, Acting Health Secretary Choi Tak-yi said officials will remind local schools to take appropriate mosquito control measures ahead of the new new school year. Dr Choi warned that there's always the risk that the virus could spread quickly among students. The government says the MTR Corporation may offer special discounts or concessions on its new express rail link to the mainland if passenger numbers are lower than expected. Officials are expecting around 80,000 people to take the high-speed rail every day at first after services start on the 23rd of next month. However, some critics say their estimate may be overly optimistic. Transport Secretary Frank Chan said even if there are fewer passengers than expected, the MTR will have an answer. I would expect the MTL would liaise very closely with our counterpart in the mainland to suitably adjust the fare uh, in a timely manner so as to make the best use of the high-speed rail. Because the high-speed rail in the mainland China has been nearly used to their capacity and it's for all reasons that we should uh, ensure the Hong Kong section as well as the connection to the mainland uh, cities be best used. Deputy Transport Secretary Kevin Choi said the government's passenger estimates are on the conservative side and there's a good chance the actual numbers will exceed 80,000 a day. At least 18 people have died in a fire that broke out in a hotel in the northeastern city of Harbin this morning. The blaze broke out at around 4.30 in the morning at a four-storey hotel on Sun Island. 16 people were pulled out alive and the fire was put out by 8 o'clock. Authorities are investigating the cause of the fire. U.S. President Donald Trump has cancelled a trip planned for next week by Secretary of State Mike Pompeo to North Korea. The BBC's Nick Bryant reports. Just months after Donald Trump hailed the success of his landmark summit with the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in Singapore, he's told his Secretary of State Mike Pompeo to cancel a planned visit to the Hermit Kingdom. In a series of tweets, Mr Trump complained that insufficient progress had been made on denuclearization and blamed China for the stalled talks. Because of our much tougher trading starts with China, he said, I do not believe they are helping with the process of denuclearization.
Mike Pompeo would visit North Korea after the trade dispute with Beijing was resolved. American media reports say the Trump Organization's chief financial officer has been granted immunity in the criminal investigation involving the president's former lawyer, Michael Cohen. Here's the BBC's Nada Torfik in Washington. Alan Weisselberg has served for decades as the Trump Organization's chief financial officer. Earlier this year, he was called to testify before a federal grand jury in the criminal probe involving Michael Cohen and was granted immunity by prosecutors, according to American media. Mr. Cohen pleaded guilty to eight criminal charges, including violating campaign finance laws. He said the president directed him to pay hush money to two of his alleged lovers during the 2016 presidential campaign, which implicated the president in a federal crime. You're listening to RTHK. It's five past one. The U.S. says it's cancelled more than $200 million in aid for for Palestinians in the West Bank and Gaza Strip following a review. The move's expected to further exacerbate U.S.-Palestinian relations. The BBC's Youssef Taha reports. In a statement, the State Department said the decision was made at the direction of President Trump. It cites the militant group Hamas, which controls the Gaza Strip, as one of the reasons for the decision. Both Israel and the U.S. designate Hamas as a terrorist group. A senior Palestinian official, Hanan Ashrawi, accused the Trump administration of using cheap blackmail as a political tool, calling the move immoral and irresponsible. The Palestinian leadership has been boycotting U.S. peace efforts since President Trump recognized Jerusalem as Israel's capital last December. A court in Ecuador has ordered the government to lift border restrictions imposed last week to limit the influx of migrants fleeing the economic crisis in Venezuela. The judge found that requiring Venezuelans to carry valid passports broke regional agreements on freedom of movement. Neighbouring Peru is about to implement similar measures. The BBC's Katie Watson has more details. In the past few days, Ecuador's laid on dozens of buses to move Venezuelans through the country, trying to get as many as possible to the Peruvian border before the new restrictions come in. It's been referred to as a humanitarian corridor, but there's another motivation too. It's not in Ecuador's interests to have thousands of Venezuelans stranded in the country with nowhere to go. And this judge's ruling undoes Ecuador's efforts to stem the flow of people coming through. The economic situation is worsening and more and more people are leaving Venezuela every day in what's been referred to as Latin America's worst migrant crisis in its history. Republican senator and former U.S. presidential candidate John McCain has decided not to continue his treatment for aggressive brain cancer. Senator McCain, who has represented Arizona since 1987, first revealed he was seriously ill a year ago. In a statement, the family thanked his carers and those who have expressed concern for his well-being. Democratic uh, Senator Chuck Schumer gave this reaction to the news. He spoke truth to power, to quote quote the scriptures. He was not afraid. When he thought something was right, he spoke up. We need more people like that. And the Senate, uh, uh, the country, and of course his family and all of his friends were going to feel that loss. Sport now and Hong Kong badminton star Yip. Yin is about to take the court in what could be her final Asian Games appearance. The 31-year-old has a tough last 16 match this afternoon against China's Chen Yufei, the bronze medalist from last year's World Championships. Yip is a two-time Asian Games medalist. She's represented Hong Kong in every edition of the Games since Doha 2006. 
before I play、uh, Asian Games three times already. I'm not thinking I will get the award at the last. I just want to be try my best to do every game. It's just a dream. I I can get the medal. So this time also is the same. I just want to be a relaxed to try my best to play every match. And now my age is not before so young. <laughs> it's、uh, now it's thirty、uh, one. So I know that I also want to be、uh, try other way to do my best to myself. Tonight, Hong Kong's Liu Ao and Max Lee will be playing in separate semi-finals in the men's squash competition. Meanwhile, Hong Kong's windsurfers have made a fine start to their Asian Games campaign. Haley Chan is defending champion in the women's RSX. She ranks second out of six competitors going into today's race three and four in North Jakarta. Points are tallied over 15 races in six days. Chan is coming off a runner-up finish in last month's Asian Championships held at the same venue. Yeah, I was pretty happy with my results in the Asian Championships because I actually not not the results but my performance because I was I felt I was able to put in 100% of my effort and I could see that I made I've made a lot of gains this year throughout the past few months of really really tough trainings. Michael Cheng, who represented Hong Kong in the Rio Olympics, is also in second place in the men's event. And now to end the news, a summary of our top stories once again. The government warns that combating dengue fever in Chengchao will be more difficult than the containment effort in Wang Tai Sin. Transport Chief Frank Chan says the MTR will consider cutting fares if passenger numbers on the new express rail line fall short of expectations. And Donald Trump pulls the plug on a high-level North Korean visit after complaining that China's not helping. The news from RTHK. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, in the chair till 3 p.m. This week we have a super special show on offer. We celebrate four major artists whose birthdays are all on or around this Saturday, the 25th. They include Chanson Française great Leo, Barefoot Diva Cesaria, Mandingo Albino Royalty Salif, and Zachary. <laughs> And as Giovanotti says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. And this hour we celebrate two of the four, starting off with,、uh, of course,、uh, barefoot diva Cesaria Evora. She was born the twenty seventh of August.、Uh, what that would be this Monday. She would have been seventy seven years old. She passed away in twenty eleven. And also, chanson française legend Leo Ferré, who、uh, was born on the 24th of August in 1916, he would have been 102 years old. He passed away in 1993. So we'll be celebrating these two artists first in this first hour. The other two in the next hour, and the, that would be Cesaria Evora and also Zachary Richard in the second hour. In our first hour, we start off with、uh, chanson française legend Leo Ferré. He、uh, was born in Monaco. He's、uh, actually his story is so well known.、Uh, an author, singer-songwriter, pianist, uh, poet. Uh, he's also a opera composer. <laughs> <laughs> 
and performer.